the common thread for all of us is that we're children of the living God. Amen? Yeah. yeah? And so in that lies the secret to living a prosperous life in him. And when one of us are going through trials and tribulations, then we've got those of us that are around us to be able to help us, yeah? It's the way the family of God's supposed to work, you know? We're not supposed to point the finger at people. <gasps> Did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, my goodness. I heard they went out and got drunk. <gasps> the devil got them. No, that's not the way the church works. Yeah? You hear as a family, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Really? No way. We get alongside. We walk with them. We journey with them. Yeah. We love them. Love them back to health is what the Bible says, yeah? It's the way a family's supposed to work. Last week, for those that um, weren't here, I had a lot of fun last week because last week I was talking about um, really being like a child uh, and the difference between being a child, as Jesus says, and then Paul tells us to put off childish things. And what you discover uh, about the Gospels, what you discover about God is there's a paradox in everything. You know, there's always, it's not just that and it's not either or, it's always both. It's always both. We are and have been made the righteousness of God, yet the scripture tells us that we should be hungry for and chasing after righteousness. You know, it's both. But if we are, why are we chasing? It's always both. It's a paradox. It's always both. So last week we were talking about being like a child and I love the thought around it and I had a lot of fun with it because for those of you that weren't here and possibly for those of you that don't recall because you were counting bricks or maybe asleep, because it happens in church life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the analogy I used about the hospital, about a, a, just a family giving birth to a child? And as a family gives birth to a child, family members start to visit. They just visit because it's a baby. And all the attention is on the baby. Every bit of attention is on the baby. It doesn't matter whether the, the mother's had a you know, 48-hour labour. It doesn't matter if it was a caesarean. You know, that's all well and good. Good job, well done, but what a beautiful baby, you know. It's all about the baby. And as the family members come, as grandparents come, as aunties, uncles, friends, close friends come, all the attention, it's all about the baby. And no one gets jealous. No one gets upset, you know. Last week I broke into song. I won't do that this week. <laughs> I broke into song and I sang, what about me? It isn't fair, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that. Because what happens in church life is we start to love on somebody and then somebody says, what about me? Why aren't you giving me time? Why aren't you spending time with me? Because the reality is, if Jesus has told us that we need to become like a child, that means each and every one of us needs to be childlike and understand the characteristics of a child. Yet in the same breath, We've got to totally understand Paul when he says, put off childish things. Don't act like a child. Don't whinge. Don't complain. Don't whine. Yeah? Jesus, be like a child. Understand a child. That a child has needs. Yeah? Child has to be fed. Child has to be washed, looked after. Nappies changed. Because, you know, life happens and we soil ourselves sometimes, you know? <laughs> Hopefully not when you're too old. Anyway, we'll just move past that really quickly. I can't help but think about those things. I've got puppy pee pads all over the house. You know, it's like they're just everywhere. You're just like, oh, great. Just pee there, why don't you, Coco? Anyway, 
It's, it, for those that don't know, it's our little pup, you know. It's just sort of not long, no longer a pup, but not very well toilet trained. That, that's for another story. So we're supposed to be like children. And if you and I are supposed to be childlike, in fact, some versions say we're supposed to um, not just become, but we're supposed to convert. Others say change into. For those of you that would like some scripture, I just want to build a foundation for where I'm going because I want to, I want to keep playing with this idea of being childlike because it's really cool. It's, it's really good because it's going to challenge us all, really. So Matthew 18.3 says... Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Luke 18, 16 says, But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So if a child has needs, you know, they can't speak, they need to be fed, all of that stuff, they need to get water to drink, they need to be looked after, encouraged, valued, because they're just not able to do that on their own. It means for you and I, when it comes to a child, that we have to lay down our lives for a child. But in this context, if I'm supposed to become a child and you're supposed to become a child, that means when we look at each other, yes, we see each other, but we see each other as a a child of God, as children of God. And as children of God, one of the characteristics of a child is that it has needs. It needs to be fed, needs to be valued, needs to be encouraged, needs to be loved. And so a normal, a normal God's perfect example of a family would be that we would love on that child. So I would love on you. And as I'm loving on you, I'm not concerned about me because I'm trusting in my father because I've put off childish things and I know that you'll love me in return. I just know that. And then I might love Sue and, and, and then Barry sees that I have a need and he'll love me and Everywhere around the house, no one, no one has these childlike behaviours. What about me? Because we're just loving on everybody, yeah? That's the fam- normal family reaction. So, let's see if we can toy this out. Listen, I, I just feel like I've got to stay here for a little bit. Some people don't like to be left out. The only way not to be left out is actually to seek out somebody else. Yeah? It's to seek out somebody else and to love somebody else. And as you love someone else, I guarantee you, yeah, what you give will be met back a hundredfold, yeah? So as you love others, you'll be loved. Don't worry about what you're not getting, or more so, don't worry about what they are getting that looks so special. If you actually start to sow into people's lives, that's what you'll get back. That's how the house of God, the family of God, is supposed to work. Now, I always say this, I'm not here telling you how to suck eggs. And I'm not here to show you what we're not doing, but I do want to paint a picture of everything that Father has, his, his aspirations, his plans, his purposes for us. Because when we understand how good he is, we know what we can aim for. No different to us with our children. We give them a picture of all that we believe for them and we help them attain that, don't we? Yeah? Anyway, we'll keep moving. Father's ideal for his house and this house... I believe, is to be like a child. So this week, God was just toying with me on different days with different thoughts. Even yesterday, I went and played tennis with Samuel. I know some of you can't imagine that, but seriously, I was like an overweight 47-year-old Roger Federer yesterday. I won the first set six love. Is that true, Samuel? Samuel, is that true? 
So I was just cracking balls everywhere, but that's not the point. But even while I was, even while I was winning and losing and keeping reasonably calm in it all, Father was just talking to me about this thought of being childlike, being a child of God. He just kept downloading stuff. And so here's what he was speaking to me about, and this is what I've noticed, um, particularly over the last couple of years. This is a generalisation. This includes me. You've got to hear it. You've got to be able to hear it because we need to own some stuff so that we can walk in all that the Father has for us. Is that all right? So this is what I've noticed. I've noticed that whenever we go through something, you know, some sort of struggle, we adults, the mature ones in Christ, we whine, we whinge, we complain, we go before God and we want to know why, what's going on, what the heck, yeah? I know this is just me. You know, we tell others about our dilemma and everything that we're going through and we should share, yeah? We've, we have to share so we can carry each other's burdens but I'm talking about childlike behaviour. We're just always on it, yeah? And we want answers. We want direction. And then I've noticed that we can go into a bit of a meltdown and have a moment. Now, let's see how many of you are honest. In 2017, how many of you had a moment? Keep your hand up if you had moments. Yeah? Like, hello, what is that? We're Christians. We're sons of the living God, seated in heavenly places, yeah? And here we are having moments when stuff comes against us. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Like all comfort, not some comfort, not part-time comfort. Not yesterday's comfort. Not only when your sibling goes home to be with heaven comfort. All comfort, yeah? All comfort. Who comforts us in all our troubles. Oh my goodness, I so wanted to rip this page out yesterday. Like, seriously, my Bible gets thinner every week. So that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So we have these moments... And some of us have multiple moments. If you want to know about some of my moments, speak to my wife. I'm sure she's got them journaled. <laughs> Probably just scorched on her memory. <laughs> the Bible says that Father God, our Abba, yeah, comforts us. You know, the dictionary meaning of comforts this, a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. The easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. That, that's, that's the dictionary meaning of comfort. And we have, where is it again? The God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. But when we're in the middle of our turmoil, whatever it might be, some of us, me maybe, feel anything but comforted. You know, the bills come, you don't have the money there. Someone in the household is overspent. Kids are freaking out. You're driving the car and it breaks down. 
You get a flat tyre and you realise you haven't fixed a spare yet. You know, you, got, you pay good money for a coffee and they give you something that should be flushed down the toilet. Those despairing moments in life, you know. And yet, we're supposed to, in the middle of that, we're supposed to be experiencing this comfort. And I think if you and I, to be honest, if we're not feeling comforted in our stuff, how are we then going to comfort others in their stuff? How can we do that? You know, Matthew 6.25 says, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life and you'll eat, or what you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you'll wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. In the midst of our trial, we worry, and yet we've got this scripture that says, don't worry. How often have you had a moment and you've had a well-meaning, loving brother or sister that says, don't worry. There's enough troubles in today than to worry about tomorrow. And then you've gone away feeling, yeah, you're right. I'm 100% now. Like, how often does that work for you? It hasn't worked for me. Even when I put on my Superman cape at home, it doesn't work for me. Like, it just doesn't. In the midst of our tribulation, in the midst of our confusion, we worry, yet the Lord tells us not to worry. You know, I said last week, and I'll say it again, that sometimes it can be really hard living for Christ. Sometimes it's just, it feels tough. Sometimes it just feels like it's difficult. Yet it should be the easiest thing in the world. He created the world. And the power that created the world, yeah, the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Hmm. Some of those circumstances... Even this week, I received a call. I think it was this week. could have been last week. I can't remember now. I got a call from my, from my brother. I, I don't know what your families are like. Our, our family seems reasonably good on the surface most of the time. Our extended family. And I got a call from my brother. And he just rings me and he says, that's it. I've had it. I've had enough. I go, what's going on, Dave? Because I had enough. I wonder if you'll listen to this. Oh, well. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. Enough of what? Enough of mum. I go, what now? Like, what now? You know, like, seriously. I've got someone coming to the office in 20 minutes. Do you have to ring me now? Like, I just walked in. I haven't even had a coffee. He goes, he goes I, I, I was away. You know, they were on holidays. We were in New South Wales for a couple of weeks. And he goes, I rang mum a few times, and then she rang us on Wednesday. But Wednesday, we were packing the car ready because we are driving back home. And now it's Saturday. And, um, or Friday. It's one of those days. Anyway, he goes, now we're home, and she rings. I go, that's good. He goes, no, it's not. He goes, she rang, and the first thing she said was, what have I done to you? Oh, my Italian mother, she's like flat-out Italian. Like, she knows. You know, you know how some people know where the guilt button is? Mate, she's got a whole fist on it, ready to hit that button. She knows where that guilt button is. What have I done to you? My brother goes, what are you talking about? What, 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 what's wrong? You've been back since Wednesday and you've not called me. Right? And my brother, because he just, he can't, he's not coping. He goes, you could have rung me, but I'm 84. You're, you're half my age. It's easier for you. Now, my brother's not feeling any comfort. One, because he doesn't know Jesus. But now I'm not feeling any comfort either. But I'm supposed to. I mean, like... Those moments, yeah, those moments that are just so, you're thinking, man, no one else lives through this stuff. No way that anyone else could live through this. You know, 
We recently um, got mum a small television. My uncle's visiting. (laughs) My uncle's older than my mum. He's from South Australia. Lovely. Robert's lovely. Makes the best northern Italian salami. Seriously, brilliant. Brilliant. Often sends it to us in a vacuum-sealed envelope from South Australia. Anyway, we won't get into sending salami by Australia Post. (laughs) It still tastes good, yeah? If you're unsure, just grill it a bit longer. Anyway, my my mum says, um, she goes, well, Uncle Robert's coming to visit. I go, that's awesome, because mum's been unwell. We're thinking, oh, Robert will look after her. She goes, it's a one-way ticket. I go, that's brilliant. I'm thinking, yes, we've got someone to look after her. But eventually when we argue, yeah, when we argue, he'll go home. I go, well, what would you argue about? She goes, oh, the television. Because he'll want to watch the soccer, blah, blah, blah. So we found a really cheap little flat screen, cost like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, and we brought it to mum's and set it up. My uncle was like, oh, thank you. Like, you could see, it must have been a real dilemma when he was there last time. He goes, thank you. He must have thanked, thanked us three or four times. Thank you. Thank you for that, because it's in the other lounge room. It's where the air conditioning is. He's like, thank you, thank you. My mum's like, what are you going to do with the big television? Really? What are you going to do with the big television? How about thanks? You know, I wasn't feeling very comforted at that moment. Like, I had ideas of what to do with that big television. Yeah? <laughs> But it would have required two of us, otherwise I would have done a hernia and then got in trouble. You know, sometimes life just doesn't work out. It doesn't pan out. Work's not, it, work isn't working out. You know, there's not enough money. It's just a thousand things. Yet we've got scripture after scripture that speaks differently about how we, what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. You know, Philippians 4, 6, it's almost like it says, Hey, Christian, hello, believer, don't worry about any, anything. Don't worry about it. Instead, just pray about it. And then tell God you need and then thank him and then you're going to experience God's peace. Now, I love this passage of scripture. But I reckon there are times where I've tried not to worry about it and I've prayed about it, but I haven't experienced this peace that, it, that he's talking about. Yeah? And I think most of us could probably say that, you know, there are times where we've wanted that peace but not experienced that peace. Here's a revelation God gave me while I was playing tennis. One was that I'm really good at tennis when I'm playing an 11-year-old. But I think this will help us. This revelation will help us. It will help me and I'm hoping it will help you as an individual but also more as a, a member of the family of God and part of Mount Clear Church of Christ. See, Matthew 18, 3, we read it before, it says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never, yeah, it says never enter the kingdom of, of heaven. This is why it's so important for us to understand what, what he's talking about when he says become like a child. See, a few, we, you and me are supposed to change. It says unless you change, not your neighbour, not the person beside you, not your husband, not your wife. You know, not the person that brought you to the Lord, you, you. You've got to take responsibility for you. It says we're supposed to become like little children, otherwise we'll never enter in the kingdom of God. And this is why. So we often pray prayers like, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. We pray those prayers, don't we? We want to experience that stuff. Because you and I have an opportunity to experience and live, live in what's in heaven here on earth. But for some reason, many of us are caught in this struggle 
of life. And I think it's because a lot of us are acting like children, but we're not becoming children. Yeah? We're acting like children, but we're not becoming children because there's a difference. You know, a child has a need to be loved, nurtured, encouraged. And children have particular characteristics that you and I, we need to acknowledge so we can understand what Jesus is desiring for us. We've got to understand his heart and his desire for us. Now, have you ever seen a child when life's crashing? They're hungry, they're afraid, they're lonely. Like, think of a baby, you know? Like, they're just, life around them is falling apart. It's too hot in the house. They can't articulate anything. It's too cold in the house. I've soiled my nappy. Life for them is falling apart, totally falling apart. There's been a loud bang. It's thunder. It's music. Whatever it is, they're falling apart. A baby is crying. It needs help. It needs comfort. Most of us have seen a baby that needs help, needs comfort. Is that a fair call? Yeah? Yeah. The comfort it needs, the peace that it needs, is it's virtually the same as what we need when we're going through our stuff. Yeah? And so catch this. If you've got a crying baby, you take that child and you place it into the arms of its mother or father. Have you ever seen the change? Have you ever held a baby and it's looking at you? You don't know what the baby's thinking. It could be thinking, oh my goodness, this adult's ugly, but it's, it, they're crying. Ah! And you're like, where's mum? Where's dad? Where's mum? Where's dad? You're just looking to give the baby back. And you give the baby back and all of a sudden there's this peace and there's this calm. Anyone ever seen that happen? Yeah? Experienced that happen? If you haven't, wow. Really? I'll get a YouTube video. Most of us have seen that happen when we're dealing with, when we're dealing with kids. They, they just settle. They're crying in our arms one moment, but the minute we pass them to mum or dad, there's peace. There's comfort, yeah? Something's shifted, something changes. It's like that moment that they stare into the eyes of the parents, everything is going to be okay. Like everything is going to be okay. They just know. It's like it's a knowing in their knower. They know they're going to be changed. They know they're going to be fed. They know they're going to get water. They know they've got a bed. They, know they just know. Every, life all of a sudden in the hands of their mum and dad is perfect. It's good. They'll... They'll be comforted. They'll be okay. Yet you and I, so often we're trying to to get out of or to work out our situation. And we're asking God and we're asking our friends and we're totally unsettled. Totally unsettled. When all we needed to do is actually realise we're supposed to be childlike. We cannot. You will not, never enter the kingdom of heaven unless you're childlike. And all we needed to do in that moment was get into the arms of our Father. Not complain, not whine, not storm heaven, not bang doors. Yeah, All we had to do was grab hold of the revelation of becoming like a child and realising that a child wants to embrace of their mum or dad, and so in our case, our Heavenly Father. A place where we can stare into his eyes and nothing else. Just his embrace is enough to experience heaven here on earth. Just his embrace. See, for me, I think, and for as us as a church, it's time for us to 
be like a child. And just to know, to know it's going to be okay. Because it's in this space with this reality, now we can be comforted. See, children being comforted by their Heavenly Father, now peace will come. You know, maybe, I want to suggest maybe, we've been doing all the right things, not the wrong things, we've been doing all the right things too much when all we needed to do was be picked up in the arms of our loving Father where he can stare into us and all of a sudden peace comes and comfort comes. Did you know, and this is why Paul says to put off child, childish behaviour, childish things. Did you know it's only the childish that won't be comforted? It's only the childish that won't be comforted. Samuel, close your ears because you might not like this. So he's got his eyes open, he's looking up. Yeah, that worked really well. I see it in my kids sometimes where they won't be comforted, yeah? They'll run, they'll fall, they'll scratch their knee, bang their head, blood pouring all over the concrete. Okay, probably a bit much. Yeah, but they're hurt, they're in pain. And you go up to comfort them and it's like, no, no, you're no, let me hold, no, what's wrong, no. <laughs> I know, it's only my kids, yours are perfect, I know that, yeah. But think of it like this, as I share stories of my family, go away with the hope and the knowledge that you're doing a great job, right? They're like, no, you want to pick them up, you want to love them, but they won't let you. Paul's saying, put away the childish behaviours. Because when they were younger, what I learned when they were younger, because you love this, if they were hurt, the minute they actually, half the time they ran to you, yeah, when they were hurt. And the minute you touched them, it was like the pain was gone. They could have a scratched knee and there could be blood trickling down their leg and you could kiss their boo-boo, yeah? Give them a little kiss on the knee and all of a sudden, are you okay? Yep. I'm telling you. Parents don't have magic lips. We don't. I thought for a while I did, but I discovered that I don't. It doesn't break an arm, but it brings comfort. It brings comfort. So when they were smaller, they received the comfort. But as they got older, they want to tell us about the pain. They want to tell us what just happened. They want to whine and they want to whinge at times. And I just think as a church people, sometimes we've just missed the mark and forgotten we're supposed to be childlike. We're just supposed to rest in the arms of a loving father where he can look into our eyes, where regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation, the minute that we're in his, arm, his arms, everything's, everything's going to be okay. Baby doesn't have to speak a single word. Do you know that's Papa's desire for us all in 2018? Don't overcomplicate it. I know, I'm going to suggest that even some of you now in your minds are saying, you know, well, how do you do that? How do you just do that? How do you just sit with him? Have you ever, on a lovely day, and we've had some ripper days, have you ever just sat? Someone shared this with me just the other day. Have you ever just sat in the sun? Just basked in the sun? Just sat there. thought, wow, what a day. What a beautiful day. And all of a sudden, you're taking it all in. You're taking in the sunshine. You're taking in the warmth. 
you're taking in whatever's happening around you, any bugs that are flying, leaves that are fluttering because of the wind. You just seem to take it all in. You know, there are times where we as his children just need to sit and bask in the sun. Not fight, not battle, not do all the right things, not ask a thousand people, not punch the wall, not argue with God, just sit and bask in the sun. Yeah? I've heard it said that we're never nearer to God than when we're going through trials and tribulations. If only we would stop long enough for him to pick us up. (laughs) So if we remember to cry out to him in our distress, and if we can remember to be like a child, not childish, like a child, we'll receive his embrace. Like a child, we'll receive his comfort. And his peace will fill our hearts. You know, it's so important for us to get this because the peace and comfort we get from God isn't just for us. It's actually supernatural, flat out supernatural. The minute that we receive his peace and his comfort, I'll tell you what happens. It flows out of us onto those that are around us. You ever been around people that are constantly whining, complaining, whinging, battling, fighting, whatever it might be? That's all you get from them, yeah? It's really hard even sometimes to spend time with them. I know that you've got no one like that in your life and I'm obviously that person for Mel, right? So, but there are times when you spend time with someone who's actually just sat and, and grabbed hold of and ex- is experiencing the comfort from Father God. That's what you get from them. It's this supernatural multiplication. Could you imagine that in the church? If we could all be childlike, learning to love on each other, not worrying about ourselves because we know that others are going to be worrying about us and loving on us, while at the same time when we're going through stuff, not freaking out, but rather turning to him and allowing him, the God of all comfort that comforts us in all of our troubles, just to come and to pour his love and his peace in us. What? What a year we would have. If, if every church family was like that, there'd never be any gossip, never be any backstabbing, infighting, there'd never be any like that, there'd never be church splits because people would be operating as family, yeah, as family. And we, everything about the gospel, everything about this, Father God is about family, being invited back into his family. So here's my last, last thought for today. Why don't we stand because I'm going to finish in a moment. Be honest, how many were tired by the end of 2017? Like, you know, seriously. It's like that every year. And then we get to the beginning of the year and you've had one week off. Some people might have four weeks off. And even those with four weeks off don't really have four weeks off because really they're looking after their kids so they've had no weeks off. And then you jump into a new year and you go, I'm refreshed. (laughs) Oh, really? Good luck with that. (laughs) Sometimes we get to the end of the year and we're really tired. But here's what I've noticed. Being all of 47 years old and um, being a father of five children, I've noticed that the more tired they are, the more irritable they are. Ever noticed that with kids? The more tired they are, the more irritable they are. The more tired they are, the more they whinge, the more they whine the more they complain. In fact, the more tired they are, the more unsettled they are, full stop. 
But if they slept, when we said, hey, you're looking tired, if they slept and they were well rested, they're not irritable anymore. The following day, they're not unsettled. Everything seems to be different. It's like there's a different spirit. Well, you know what? Maybe some of us are unsettled because we're tired. And maybe we're tired because we haven't yet learnt that as children, we need rest. And by rest, we need to rest in the arms of the loving God. That's not rest by doing all the right things more often. It's just totally and absolutely resting in him. That's why it says in Psalm 46.10, Be still, be still and know that I am God. Think about it for a moment. To actually know that he is God means that regardless of what you're going through, you'll be okay because you know that he's God and he's the creator of everything. He has everything in the palm of his hand, yeah? Be still, rest, but not just rest, rest in him. And, and not just resting in him because he says that, that as I'm a child, he's saying rest in my arms. Rest in my arms, sleep, trust, stop striving, stop crying, you'll be fed, it's okay, I've got you. Don't worry that you don't know where your next meal will come from, I've got you, it's under control, I've got it, let me comfort you, experience my peace. I want to give you a picture to close with, so I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want, this, is what, this is what I want you to take away today. John 10, 28 to 30 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Here's the picture I want you to take. That's the picture of a loving parent, a loving parent holding their child. See, God is so big, he fits us all in his hand. And he's saying, there's not one of you, none of you will be hurt when you're in my hand. None of you. So the picture now, I just want you to, however you picture Father God, I just want you to picture him holding you. Whether you want to see yourself as an adult, as a baby, that's entirely up to you. But I want you to picture Father holding you. And now Jesus is saying, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch you out of my Father's arms. No one can snatch you out of my Father's arms. No trouble will come close. Nothing will get near. No one can pry you out of his hands. That's Papa. That's our heavenly daddy. That's what he wants for you in your walk, in your personal relationship. That's what he wants for you in your church, if it's Mount Clear Church of Christ or for our guests, for the church that you belong to. That's what he wants for you. He wants you to understand each other's needs as children of the king. Knowing that if we're looking after the children of God around us, the children of God around us will look after us. And allowing yourself this year to be like a child, resting in his arms, in his embrace, comforted by him. So now rest. He's got it. He's got you. Put off the childish things 
and grab hold of his plan and his purpose for you. Amen. So, Father, in this moment right now, I pray, Lord, that we can grab hold of what it's like to be your child. A child, Father, that has needs. But, Father, a child that knows they're being comforted and looked after and cared for by a loving Father. Thank you for all that you are. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for who we are in you. And, Father, from this day on, as we move through the year, I pray, God, that we will see each and every one of us as we look to each other. I pray, God, that we will see other children of God, other children of God that we can love upon, other children of God that we can encourage, other children of God that we can give time to and build value in. Father, other children of God that will look after us. And Lord God, when those situations come, when circumstances present themselves, Father, when life's just shaky and unnervy and we're feeling unsettled, I pray, God, that we'll be able to rest. Father, that we'll be able to stop. Father, that we'll be able to know that you're God, that we'll be able to sit in your loving embrace, looking into your eyes, knowing that you've got it, that you've got it, that you've got it, that you've got it, because you are our King, you are our God, you are our Messiah, our Saviour, Lord, you are our Father. And all these people in the house said, Amen. Amen. Let's love on each other as the family of God. Amen.